welcome to First Incision, the podcast about preparing for the General Surgery Fellowship exam. I'm your host, Amanda Nikolic. Let's get started with our team timeout. Our patient today is the skin and soft tissue module from the General Surgical Curriculum. And the topic or operation we'll be covering today is basal cell carcinoma. So basal cell carcinoma, or BCCs, are a slow-growing, locally invasive malignant tumour of the pluripotent epithelial cells in the basal layer of the epidermis. They are the most common cancer in Australia, with about 1 in 100 patients or people having a basal cell carcinoma over their lifetime. 50% of basal cell carcinomas are found on the head and neck, with the next most common site being the trunk, and then the upper and then the lower limbs. And compared with SCC, they present at a younger age and are more likely to be found on the trunk. In terms of risk factors for basal cell carcinoma, there's both modifiable and non-modifiable risk factors. The biggest risk factor and the most modifiable of them all is chronic sun damage, which is the strongest predictor of BCC. And episodic, intense episodes of burning are more commonly associated with BCC, unlike SCC, where it's the cumulative sun exposure that increases the risk. Non-modifiable risk factors include increasing age, being a man, having a predisposition for the development of BCCs genetically. And so this is Gorlin's syndrome, which is a nevoid BCC syndrome where there's an autosomally dominantly inherited mutation in the PTCH gene or patch gene, which is a tumor suppressor gene on chromosome 9. And patients with Gorlin's syndrome develop BCCs from a really young age, like two years old. Patients who are immunosuppressed also have higher risks of BCC development, as well as patients who have radiation exposure or arsenic exposure, which hopefully doesn't happen too often. The most common clinical presentation of a basal cell carcinoma is that of the nodular BCC, which presents as a papule or nodule with small telangiectasia on the surface of the nodule. So this is the most common picture you'll see of a BCC. They can also be ulcerated and can be described as a rodent ulcer where they're locally invasive and destructive. BCCs can also be pigmented. So this can mean that they look like a melanoma and can be quite concerning. There's different histopathological subtypes of basal cell carcinoma that you can see under the microscope. This includes low-risk and higher-risk types. Low-risk subtypes include the nodular BCC, which is the most common. And this is the one I mentioned presents as that round, pearly-coloured papule with telangiectasia. Another low-risk subtype is the superficial BCC, which can look a little bit like Bowen's disease, except it won't have a plaque or can look like a patch of eczema. And it's seen mostly on the upper trunk or shoulders. Micronodular is another low-risk type of BCC, 
and this is usually a well-circumscribed papule. Some of the higher risk types, which means that they behave more locally invasive and have a higher risk of perineural invasion, and therefore usually you would excise with a larger margin, include the infiltrating subtype, the morpheiform, basosquamous, and sclerosing. There's actually lots and lots of different types of BCC, but I think those are the ones that I'm going to remember for the exam. Features that are associated with a poorer prognosis of a basal cell carcinoma includes those high-risk histopathological subtypes, so infiltrating, morpheiform, basosquamous, and sclerosing. Recurrent BCCs, so previously excised, that recur. Evidence of perineural invasion. Tumors that are large, so more than two centimeters in size. Those that have a dense fibrous stroma. And factors that are associated with increased risk of local recurrence. Are larger tumors that are ulcerated, those high-risk subtypes, perineural invasion, and immunocompromised patients. And in terms of BCC and its spread, as I've mentioned, it can be quite locally invasive and destroy tissues um, adjacent to the tumor, but it usually doesn't metastasize. Basosquamous acts more like an SCC and is the one that's most likely to metastasize. And so actually perineural invasion and local invasion along nerves is a sign of um, higher local invasive potential and is one of the things that's most associated with um, a poor prognosis. So management of BCCs is similar as for SCCs in that it depends really on the size of the tumour and any evidence of local aggressiveness or invasion. So if you have a small tumour, less than two centimetres in size, and it's mobile and there's no evidence of neural invasion or local invasion, then you could just excise the tumour with a two to three millimetre margin. So SEC was three to four, but basal cell carcinoma is two to three for the low risk types. And that may be curative. But obviously, if you have a large rodent ulcer with local invasion or it's on a difficult area to manage, then you may want to do a biopsy, which could either be a punch biopsy, a shave biopsy, or an incisional biopsy. So management of BCC includes both topical treatments, surgery, radiation, and systemic treatments. So topical therapies can be quite effective for especially superficial basal cell carcinomas. And this includes curatage, cryotherapy, and amiquimod cream. So topical 5-FU, the chemotherapy cream, is not really used for BCCs. Imiquimod, as I've mentioned, is um, also known as Aldara cream, and it activates the immune system to fight off the BCC. And it's indicated for superficial BCCs only that are not found on the face and can have cure rates up to 80%. 
four larger BCCs and those with high-risk features on a biopsy, the management is usually surgical. And surgical excision is a full thickness excision, and you want to try to get negative deep and wide margins. So for smaller BCCs that are low-risk subtypes, then a 2 to 3 millimeter macroscopic margin is acceptable. And you're basically aiming for a 0.5 millimeter microscopic margin. But for a larger BCC, especially if it's one of the higher risk subtypes, which just to go over that again, is infiltrative, morpheiform, basosquamous or sclerosing, you want a three to four millimeter margin. So same as for SCC. And if you have an incomplete excision, it's a little bit interesting because this is different than SCC as I, ma- as I mentioned, but there's only a 30% recurrence rate if you have positive margins. So you don't have to re-excise them, especially if they're on a sensitive area or you've done a flap, for example. The options include re-excision, observation, or radiotherapy. So in terms of observation, most patients will be able to be salvaged with a re-excision if they recur. And so you need to make these patients on a a sort of a plan of surveillance to examine the area um, every three to six months to make sure that if it does come back, you can re-excise it. And Obviously, if patients have higher risk subtypes or extensive perineural invasion or other sort of features on the histopathology that make you concerned that there's a higher risk for local invasion, you go for one of those other options such as re-excision or radiotherapy. So given I've mentioned it, let's talk about radiation therapy. So radiotherapy has a role in basal cell carcinoma usually in unfit patients who aren't suitable for surgery or if the BCC is in a location where surgery would be disfiguring. Radiation can also be used as a primary treatment of locally advanced basal cell carcinomas or if there's persistent disease with positive margins or recurrent BCC. And it can also be used adjuvantly post-surgery if you have a high-risk lesion, such as a large lesion with more than six millimetres thickness, inadequate margins, if further surgery would be problematic, if there's local involvement or invasion or other high-risk features. And treatment with radiation therapy in the setting of positive margins, as I've mentioned, is equivalent to re-excision in terms of recurrence. So last but not least, let's talk about systemic therapy for basal cell carcinoma. Metastatic BCC is extremely rare and patients who present with this diagnosis really should be managed by a specialty multidisciplinary team. If possible, local regional metastases should be excised and then treated with radiation. But if this isn't possible, then the targeted treatment that's available for BCC is sonic hedgehog inhibitors, which includes the drugs vismotigib or sonitigib. And these inhibit the hedgehog signaling pathway and have been found to be effective in basal cell carcinomas. (music) 
So that's it for this short but sweet episode on basal cell carcinomas. Please leave me a review, rate the podcast and subscribe. It makes it easier for others to find. It's time to close up. Thanks for listening to First Incision. If you have any comments or feedback, send us a message at firstincisionpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at First Incision. Happy studying!